good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Uh, absolute pleasure today to be starting off a new series of uh, supply chain and logistics book reviews um, that we're running. And this will run every two or three weeks. We'll be bringing out uh, a new author, uh, a new reviewer for new books. Um, and some of these are some of the most uh, keystone books in the logistics and supply chain world. An absolute pleasure today to, and appropriate that I be introducing a prolific author, uh, doctor, professor, um, and not only a leading consultant globally, but a mentor to many, including myself over the last 20 odd years, uh, Dr. John Gatorna. Welcome, John. Thanks, Kim. And uh, that makes me sound too old. Uh, you're, you're still a very young man. <laughs> yes, I don't think you're too much older than I am, but uh, certainly you've been a leading light right across supply chain from your days back at Accenture. You've, you've, you've uh, formed a lot of theory and practice right across the global uh, landscape of logistics in supply chain. You've consulted to many, if not most, of the of the large supply chain companies globally, both from the client side and manufacturing, consumer products, FMCG, pharma, industrial, ports, shipping, aviation, but also uh, throughout the uh, professional world from the academic side as well. So, John, without further ado, I mean, you've written more books than I personally know of anybody else in writing in the supply chain world. And uh, we're going to feature a couple of books today. Uh, one you wrote with Deb Ellis. Uh, yep, that's the last one. Of yours, yep. and, and I know Deb very well, uh, Transforming Supply Chains. And also yep. a book, uh, I have copies of all of your books, all about 10 or 15 of them. Um, yeah. In 2015, you wrote Dynamic Supply Chains, which I have here. Um, yep. So let's kick off with the book that you want to review first, and mm -hmm. then um, we'll perhaps talk about the second one after that. Well, thanks, Kim. Well, that, that uh, Dynamic Supply Chains was actually the third book or the third edition in a series, uh, which I started in 2006. In 2006, I, I wanted to write down on paper for posterity, uh, 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 you know, all the things I'd learned over the previous 20 years, but I'd never had time to, to write down. And in fact, the very first of those three books um, leading to the one we want to talk about today, we, we actually call Living Supply Chains, which yeah. my publisher in London, uh, uh, FT, um, FD Publishing, I thought they were the ones that came up with the name, and it, it's sort of got a, it's got a red cabbage with big veins and things and channels on the front, and I thought it was brilliant. But I think we're the only two people in the world who thought it was brilliant because in 2006, when we went to the and did a book tour in the US with some of the biggest names in in the US and corporations, they looked at me and said, "Well, John, what are you talking about? Living? What's living got to do with supply chains?" And at that point, I knew I had a problem. Um, and because the whole, as you know, my whole trust has been, even though I'm an engineer, uh, I've been trying to get people to understand that supply chains are actually driven by people and their behavior, whether you're a customer or a supplier or you work in a business, there's lots of decisions going on and judgments being made. Now, at that stage in 2006, the Americans at least thinking uh, technology will save us. Well, um, when I when the publisher heard about this, they they lost the, the plot a bit and they said, oh, we can't use that name. We'll have to go and call it dynamic supply chain. So the second edition that we came out with, which is the one before we're going to talk about today, was dynamic, uh, replacing the word living, uh, which is not a bad word, but it, it doesn't quite 
get the point that I was trying to make. And uh, progressively, I added content because we started with a concept in 1989 called alignment. And the idea of alignment was that if you want to run a business, including your supply chains, you've got to line four things up. You've, you've got to understand your customers' expectations. You've got to respond appropriately. You've got to go inside the business and develop subcultures to underpin these, these different operational thrusts. And you've got to have a leadership style that will have a, have a, it's got a bandwidth that will allow you to, to drive these multiple supply chains. And so, we went through a, a couple of iterations, 2010, then we got to the 2015. And I'll tell you a funny story about that one because the editor at the time, she took, um, she made the mistake of taking a, a, a sort of six-month sabbatical and she went off to Africa somewhere to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And when she came back, I'd been beavering away and the book had got out of control. You know, the, the like, I don't know how many pages, but, you know, there's, there's 600 and odd pages in here and she just about blew a gasket on that and said, well, what are we going to do? And I said, well, I'm not backing out. We need this content because, you know, I'd put in stuff about the supply base and organization design, things that we hadn't had in previous books or you won't find in other books. Yeah. So she compromised by saying, well, what we'll do, we'll we'll thin down the pages and we'll make the, the print a bit smaller so we can fit it all in. But uh, it's it's quite a tome. Um but, it's more but it's, it's, so that that book becomes more of a text for the professional manager in supply chain, yeah. Right? Not yeah, this is this is the sort of uh, you know it's um, it, it's a sort of book, a reference book you dip into for the really technical guy because there's, there's a chapter on all all the different five types of supply chain. You know the no. the collaborative supply chain, the lean supply chain, the campaign supply chain. Um, and and there's a lot of depth in it, and you know you could just spend a whole lot of time just studying about the yeah. you know campaign supply chain. Well, I think I, I think well that that's true, and um, you know one of the things I find so readable about uh, your books, and you know, as I say, we you know we we mm. used to get cartons of them if you remember, and give them away as mm. gifts at Christmas time and what have you, and we still have some you know, They're probably out there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, they're everywhere. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of them, and they're always mm. gratefully accepted, I can assure you. We had our own banner on them and what have you. Um, yeah. But I, I know I've still got a couple of cases in back in Sydney. I haven't been able to get back to Sydney for a couple of years, of course, due to the pandemic. But um, yep. one of the things I like about your books is there's always case studies, real cases. Yep. So you must yep. have done a lot of arm twisting for a lot of Tier 1 clients globally that I know yep. that you've consulted to and continue to do so worldwide all over yep. every continent because I've I've run into you in about five continents uh, during yep. conferences. So the case studies, how do you actually get clients to agree? to Because to, the, the information you get is granular and a lot mm. of it quite confidential, but you manage to convince mm. them to let you put it on paper. How's that? Look, uh, you know, all our stuff is, you know, in a sense, case studies because that's the only way you learn, Kim. I mean, uh, I, I a long time ago, came to the view that we needed to get in-depth inside an organisation uh, over a period of time to become our laboratories. Uh, the thing is that uh, if you take someone like a Snyder Electric, and we've been working with them, you know, off and on for eight, nine, ten years, the whole digital journey, the whole global supply chain journey, uh, it gets to a stage where they're so far ahead that they don't mind us having a case yeah. study, which doesn't give away all the secrets anyhow, but it still makes the point. Um, mm -hmm. And we've got better and better at this. I mean, the 
the, the we had some short, sharp ones in in this book, but in the in the in the latest book, two thousand and twenty, uh, we we decided we'd try and do them in a sort of almost a one page format because we want people to, and we sort of use the the Minto approach. You know, what's the situation they're in? What was the worst thing about that situation? You know, what were the alternatives and what were the results? And the idea was to have a one page case study at the end of each chapter to to really demonstrate what we were talking about. Yep. Now the big dif- the big difference between this book and and the latest one in 2020 was that uh, we we hadn't quite got into the digital age in 2015 if you remember. Yeah. Uh, you know e-commerce was with us but you know yep. nowhere near at the level no now. Massive transformation. No, none of that. Yep. And two things actually happened um, when we were running our global retreats as you know we've run them in all sorts of places like Hamburg cool. and and, and Amsterdam and Cape Town and everywhere, mm. um, we were getting. This was our research. We, we, we were we had groups of people, 30, 40, really top executives, starting to talk in 2017, 18 about gee, we've got to start transforming our business. We're falling behind. We're still on on Excel spreadsheets. You know, decision making time is too long, and that's when we picked up this idea that we you know transforming supply chains. We decided, and we wrote that during 18 and 19. And, and and the big difference between the, the previous book is that about half of it is digital. You know, we, we caught up on the all the digital stuff, digitalization, how important it was, you know, the 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 uh, absolute critical importance of of establishing control towers for real-time monitoring of, of of the way orders are progressing towards your customer. Um, and, and of course that brought us into blockchain and everything else. So we we pretty much caught up and look, it's only a year since that book was published, and I could probably write another book tomorrow with the with the way that the digitalization has progressed and the speed which which is going on. Yeah. Look, the the other thing, John, that you, um, I mean, that's your books are evolutionary. They're revolutionary yeah. and they're evolutionary. They're revolutionary because I, you've actually established benchmarking of so much terminology in supply chain. Yeah. It's it's crazy uh, over the over the last twenty years. So kudos for that. Um, and you also have a very successful formula on some books. And as we're talking, I'm just going to whip onto the screen, but uh, my production manager says, don't ever do that, Kim. It's not a good look. So I'll stop. (laughs) She's not actually here at the moment. She's in Jamaica on holiday. So I'm running solo. But the point is you managed to get a lot of subject matter experts around the world to, and one book in particular, must tell me which one it is, because I'd like mm-hmm. to review, get a review from you on that down track yep. in our series, yep. not today. Yep. But it's the yep. one where you've got about 20 of us to give you a chapter yep. on particular. Yep. You gave the chapters, you gave some very clear writing instructions, which I found onerous and yep. hardcore, but you beat me up until I got the chapter done. What book was that? That was called Dynamic. Um, uh, dynamic supply chain alignment 2009 alignment. and okay. it was uh with myself and with friends and all the friends you including go. yourself were <laughs> were in we're in here and there are about uh, 28 chapters and and you know you're all contributed to it and and it was around that whole alignment theme and you can see the cover there, there the is. the Canadian geese sort of flying in formation, oh. creating that alignment phenomena. Yeah, so we can we can talk about that because that's got so many different subjects in it, yeah. chapter by chapter. Well, we can much, do that some other time. Absolutely, and much of what you have managed to get into that book again, classic cases, 
so much mm. learning and actually the work that has to go in to, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to take me three weeks. It took me like three or four months. That's um, right, yeah. And as I recall, it was you wanted to know the, the case of what we did in the tsunami when we got deployed. Yep. Um, yep. by the World Economic Forum into Sri Lanka for the for the tsunami relief uh, project yep. and operation. Yep. And um, the, the amount of referencing that has to go in and the amount oh, of yeah. judicious assessment and uh, making sure that no laws are broken or copyrights or, or anything like that, yep. or plagiarism is, is incredible. That's right. What 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 are you working on at the moment, John? I mean, as everybody can see, we've put a list yep. of all the books we're talking about today, and how yep. they can contact to acquire the books or to contact you to get further information. What's yep. going on at the moment with, with you and uh, and Deb? I know works very closely with you and Sydney. Well, there, you know, the, the the thing with us right now is that the two the two twenty book was literally published in early two two twenty, uh, just before the whole uh, COVID uh, yeah. crisis, as it were. So there's nothing in there about that. But you know, we've got enough material now for another book, which we could follow up on this because yeah. um, it, we, what we've discovered. Kim, is that we're we're going forward into a world where I'll call it the where we're going to be managing in a parallel universe. We're we're still going to have business as usual, but business as usual is still going to be uh, a, a lot of uh, volatility involved, plus or minus forty percent of demand and supply patterns. But on top of that, we've now recognising. Uh, I'll give you give you a picture. You know, is that every now and again you're going to get this big blip. Um, you know this this black swan event, and you know, in a sense, it's it's the commercial side of what we talked about with your humanitarian logistics. You know, the idea that every now and again we'll have some major disruption caused by either a volcano or a tsunami or by a virus or something which affects. Uh, a region of the world, or in this case, the latest case, the, the whole globe. And whereas back in 2015, we were we were talking around about, when we talked about humanitarian supply chains, we were saying, well, you know, maybe you should get a few people part-time to look at this and be ready to step in when there's an emergency. I think those days are gone. I think that for billion-dollar companies, we have to have dedicated people in teams Looking at scenarios, like the SAS is always doing, you know, thinking about scenarios, potential scenarios of the future, and having people ready to run with models when something happens. Yeah. It's too late when when uh, you start working on this after it's hit. And uh, you know, the interesting thing is that in in the current crisis, we had people from South Africa contacting us. They were the biggest producer of blueberries. Now they make a lot of blue. They send a lot of blueberries to European um, supermarkets. But they said our forecasting's out the window. We we got no idea what they're going to buy this year or what the hell. And we said, well, if you'd had a ready-to-run model, uh, you could forget about all your forecasting techniques. You could run different scenarios and make a judgment about what you want to do in terms of the supply side. So it's really a two. We're, we're really talking about a two-speed approach to. Uh, the, is is the fast approach to the normal business as usual and the very fast approach. And that's what we want to write about in our next uh, 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 version of transforming supply chains. So so the new normal, there there is no normal. There is everything's, no normal. Everything's new. And, the new next uh, normal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the next that's normal. Right. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, terminology such as cross docking, uh, we were yeah. talking about traditionally goods. It's now about cross docking strategy. It's about cross docking yeah. so in the gate and back out again and moving as quickly as possible. Exactly. And uh, and JIT, we're going back around the circle to JIT, just in time terminology and strategy yeah. and execution. Yeah. Everything's got to be JIT these days. Yeah. Everything. And you know, the, the word that's come out of this uh, this whole COVID crisis, as you know, is is resilience. If, if you've heard that a hundred times, you've heard it a thousand times. But there are so many moving parts to make a company, a big company, resilient. And and a lot of it is just down to straight decision making. How can we hire the right people, the right talent who are prepared to take calculated risks and make quick decisions rather than have a committee, call a committee meeting, you know, those sorts of things yeah. at the human end. And of course, you've got to have your network in good shape. You want to have looked at your network and thought, what's the quickest way? Uh, we don't want these long lead times anymore, these long supply chains. Yeah. We want regional supply points. We want quick manufacturing, you know, uh, 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 3D printing is going to happen locally. You know, it's, the, the possibilities are endless. It just makes the feel so wonderful, uh, such a rich feel from what used to be a pretty boring operational feel, Kim. Totally. And uh, and yeah. I, I guess, you know, that segues into the fact that I, I've got a I've got a uh, a new a new title for your next book. It's it's supply chain <laughs> explodes. Okay, um, well that's because, good. I might take that. Because if uh if you know we could have seen two years ago the way that logistics and supply chain as professions and as infrastructural parts of economies, whatever, have come into the spotlight yes. under the pandemic. I mean, we're not looking for silver linings here, but the reality is that both from a consulting perspective, your business, our business, and, and hundreds and thousands of others who are involved in the industry globally, um, mm. things have just gone off the hook. Talent, yep. talent acquisition and identification, the recruitment side of our business is having the strongest year in 22 years. And it's all because companies and countries and governments are understanding the vital need for efficient mm. supply chains. It's never been yep. under the spotlight the way it has currently. No, I mean, the governments have had a real wake-up call. And you look at the Australian government, they completely caught out with the PPE yeah. shortages and, and other short, and, and more recently the shortages of, of, of right. vaccines, uh, trying to be, you know, clever and hold back and and whilst we were not getting much COVID uh, um, uh, infection, we were all getting, we were all sort of uh, getting lulled into a false sense of security. Yeah. And suddenly when we get the second and third wave and the Delta and we want the vaccines, of course, we haven't ordered them because everyone else in the world. So uh, I think governments had a wake up call, uh, major corporations have, and a lot of it's about digital now, of course, but it's yeah. about making good judgments and having good leadership. And um, you know, I think that you're in a great position because, uh, you know, the, there's many young people now who now see this field as a really interesting um, patchwork quilt type of field yeah. to get into uh, as, a, as a career rather than, you know, I'm going to be a warehouseman and that's nothing wrong with that. But it, in the early days, 20, 30 years ago, there wasn't much beyond that, you okay. know, or a truck driver. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been forced by public demand or consumer demand to create um, market entry programs for people wanting to get into logistics and supply chain. Yes. I mean, the way consumer patterns have changed, e-commerce, um, home delivery for everything, 
has has pushed everybody oh. into the idea that hey, yeah. this is an industry that's got a lot of future in it. So uh, whilst yeah. of course we know there are a lot of industries that have taken a big hit, at least logistics and supply chain can suck mm. up a lot of those people. And well, it's glad it's, to be it's, contributing. it's pervasive, isn't it? Yeah. And and that, you know the fascinating thing with the, this rapid this absolute explosion of e-commerce at the at the yeah. consumer level, that's spilling over now into industrial. So you've got you've got industrial companies now that you know five years ago were happy to order something and wait for three months. They want it in three weeks or three days now. You know, so the expectations have gone up so that the old bricks and mortar. Um, you know, big brand type um, industrial companies are really having to change the game and and lift their game to to bring it up to somewhere where electronic high tech and FMCG is, yeah, which is just amazing. You never would have thought that would happen, but that's and that opens up incredible opportunities for people. You know, going into roles. John, always absolutely enlightening and stimulating talking to you, my friend. And and you know, want to get you okay. back because you do anytime. Have- you have so many other books. Today we featured, and everybody can see down here below, Transforming Supply Chains with Deb Ellis, uh, the dear Deb Ellis, and also Dynamic Supply Chains, uh, third edition, which we talked about today. We'll feature those. I'll also put Living Supply Chains, you can see down below now. That was and, part of the uh, history, yeah. That's part of the early days, and we want to get back and talk about the latest book as well soon. So we'll be definitely getting you back. All right. Thanks again for taking the time, John. I know it's getting on towards the end of your day. Um, To all of our listeners, we hope that uh, meeting with Dr. John Gatorna today has given you some insight, um, some inspiration about what you can find in terms of content to to learn more about the industry for those who don't. And for those who do, uh, always some reminders and some insights into new uh, strategies and what have you that John brings, especially with those case studies. To everybody who's keeping us safe out there, as always, uh, respect to everybody in the front line, um, everybody in enforcement, everybody in, in uh, the financial sector, really trying to keep things stable in many of the countries. Um, to all of the first responders, everybody in healthcare, thank you so much. Take care, everybody in supply chain. Keep trucking, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks again, John. My pleasure, Kim, and uh, any time at all.